0: Welcome to the next installment of The Peripheral. My name's Justin. You might recognize me from the Generation Y podcast. Uh, This is about ethical behavior. I drive an economy car that gets really good gas mileage. It's not a Prius or anything. I buy cage-free eggs. I only adopt dogs from shelters. I try to buy American products. I try to research anything that I consume or purchase with the intention of making the right decision and helping small business or an ethical company. The one thing I will not suffer is a hypocrite. Unlike most, when I find out that I am wrong, I do not double down, I reevaluate, and I hopefully come to the right decision. When it comes to... Online pornography. We are inundated with website after website. Most of these websites are free. Anyone can access them. Anyone can watch hundreds of thousands of hours of free adult content. I never thought twice about it until one day I received an email from a Kayla Jane Danger. And this episode is what happened next. How this all started was I made a very ignorant off-the-cuff comment saying, I think men are stupid for paying for porn. (laughs) And this got a reaction out of you.
1: Yes, it did.
0: (laughs) And why would this get a reaction from you? What do you do?
1: I own a porn company. Um, I am an adult performer, and I have been for almost 10 years, or I guess over 10 years. And uh, yeah, if no one paid for their porn, I wouldn't be able to make a living.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so that would be the number one reason that that got a rise out of me. Yeah.
0: How do you normally you do a content site where somebody pays a subscription or pays via a la carte or...
1: Yeah, so we have um, several membership websites, subscription-based websites, um, and then we also sell videos on demand. So if you don't want, you know, you think it's a scam and you're just going to get rebuilt over and over, you can just go and buy the individual videos that you want to see, download them, and enjoy them, mm-hmm. and, and do it ethically by purchasing it from the people who actually create it.
0: A guy goes out and he wants to purchase so he can do that. But as we know in this day and age, there's a million free sites out there. So when a person, because I know men and women both watch porn.
1: Absolutely.
0: When a person goes out to say you porn, what exactly are they looking at besides porno videos?
1: Uh, When people go to tube sites, what they're actually seeing is a majority of pirated uh, pirated porn you're watching porn that someone stole off a membership site or someone downloaded from a VOD site and then proceeded to upload illegally to that tube site they are taking basically all of my hard work and throwing it out there for in air quotes free yeah. um, because none of that stuff is really free um, there is a small percentage of the stuff you'll find on tube sites that is put out there by the companies who own the content Um, but in the case of the biggest tube site, Pornhub, you have a whole bunch of companies that are all owned by the same company that owns Pornhub. So you get a lot of their work that's on there. They're all being fed by the same, you know, by the same company. They're all the same money. So they don't care that their content is on there. They want it on there for more advertising for their tube sites. Um, but again, the rest of the content that's on there is mostly coming from smaller companies, um, or companies that aren't owned by them that are just getting ripped off.
0: So if I were to make a comparison, if YouTube, a mm-hmm. you know, regular video site were to be doing this, that would mean YouTube is owned by Time Warner or something to that effect, and they put out their own shows, but then any and every user or YouTube channel could put up the new Captain America film or whatever they wanted. And since Time Warner doesn't care, or uh, Mind Freak, or whatever, what are they called? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mind Geek.
0: Mind Geek, sorry. Uh, if, if they don't care because it's not their content, and...
1: And they're making money off of it either way.
0: And, and they're crushing their competition because who's going to go buy it when they have it for free?
1: Exactly.
0: So why does YouTube can't get away with this for the most part? I mean, I see takedown notices, copyright protection orders, all kinds of things on YouTube where I go to watch a video and it's no longer there. I've never seen that. The thing
1: is, you can do that on, you can do that through Pornhub, but no one ever hears about it. You don't see those takedowns. Mm -hmm. Like if someone puts a video of Prince up, they take it down and then they put a marker in there saying this. You know, this content was not able to be shown on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, you don't see that on these other sites, which makes people then go, "Oh, hey, my stuff got deleted. I'm gonna go and you know, I'm gonna upload it again, so everyone can enjoy it again." Um, but that's not how it's supposed to work. If you don't have the, if you don't have all the model releases and the the proper two two five seven paperwork that proves the age of your performers, you shouldn't be able to upload anything to any site.
0: So the 2257 paperwork, is this part of just standard regulations that uh, the porn industry has to adhere to?
1: Yes. 2257s and model releases are the most important parts of, I guess, the paperwork that goes into porn. Because you're proving that you're performers of age, you're uh, showing that they are consenting to everything that's happening. And these people who are reposting all this content, they don't have any of that. They have no way to prove the age of the people in the videos. They have no way to prove the consent. So these are just other levels that if these tube sites decided to you know change their practices and force these users to upload this paperwork with these videos they wouldn't be able to upload half the videos they upload if not you know any of them so it could be policed it's just no one else cares other than the producers no one else cares other than the performers and the consumers certainly don't care because they're like we don't want to get our free porn taken away yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like the worst position to be in because no one cares until it affects them and so that's either us not making money or the people getting porn not being able to get it for free
0: so i I guess uh, let's let's do a comparison there if i want to upload a a video to youtube I Mm -hmm. i don't have to have anything really i mean if i just Took a family vacation video of you know me hanging out with my dogs because I don't have kids, um, <laughs> uh, and put it up on YouTube. I don't have to have anything for that. But if I throw a Prince video up on YouTube, it absolutely is copyrighted, and they're going to do it a take do a takedown. Yep. So, is is it just not regulated or sought after on these sites because nobody takes it seriously?
1: Again, I think it's partially because, you know, the tube sites that really make it the hardest are the ones that are owned by MindGeek, the ones that feel like their position is, you know, totally safe and secure because of how much of the industry they own. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes down to it, there are companies that do DMCA takedowns. you know, I could go and pay someone lots of money to scour these tube sites, to find my content, to send the DMCA notices, to tell people to take down my work. But the same stuff is going to go right back up the next day. Yeah. This is why I personally don't pay for someone to do that. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I just bite my tongue and my lip and start to bleed every time I see all of this content, you know, like every every video, every whatever. Um But there are people that say they care. Again, it's just created a new business. So now there are these people who get paid to take this stuff down. But because it's never going to end, they get paid forever and ever. Mm -hmm. So it's like they might as well be on the side of the tube sites.
0: (laughs) It sounds like, I I don't know if this is the case or not, but on YouTube, let's say I put my Prince video up. They take it down. They give me a warning. If Mm -hmm. If I do it one or two more times, I can get banned from YouTube and they can shut my entire channel down. It's probably not the case on these other <laughs> sex tube sites, I'm assuming, is they're not going to
1: say that it is. They say that if someone, you know, if someone does something bad, if they're posting your videos, if they have a certain number of links. They tell you that they'll suspend their account or they tell you that they've, you know, blocked their this user's ability to upload. But they're not blocking IPs. They're not. Like actually making it harder for them to upload anything they're just saying take a little break because this person's upset mm-hmm. um they're just not doing enough mm-hmm. there is and they they have loopholes just at, upon loopholes upon loopholes to be able to make it so that they can continue to allow their users to do things which they say they're not responsible for Yeah, they like to you know they're separating themselves from from the the end users and the people who are uploading content to their sites. So they're just saying, Oh, it's not us. It's not us. It's these individuals that are doing it. Well, you're, you know, you're creating the place for these individuals to do it. So you should be held responsible in some way or another. Um, If one of these people does upload something that's illegal, I think that they should be held as just as accountable as the user who put it up because they don't have any of the precautions there to, you know, to keep those people from putting illegal things up.
0: Well, I mean, if I'm torrenting or downloading a TV show or a movie and the Hollywood, you know, studio is got their feelers out and they're like, Oh, we see that the, you know, latest Captain America movie is being torrented to Justin's house. (laughs) They contact my internet provider, AT&T, Comcast, whatever. And they tell them, Hey, this, Packets coming from this IP and then AT&T or Comcast will turn around and check and be like yep That's one of ours and then they'll send me a letter and they say you need to stop doing what you're doing And if we send you another letter we can shut off your internet service So I
1: wish they would do that for these people
0: (laughs) So but but, I mean it's like I know that AT&T or Comcast or the internet provider is going to be like we're not Responsible yet they still take action
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like porn is everyone's dirty little secret. Everyone watches it. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. People will people will take it for free all day long. But when it comes to buying it, oh, my God, it's such a hassle. Oh, my God, it's so expensive. I don't trust giving
0: my credit card number to someone. Exactly. You don't trust
1: giving your credit card number. Really? Yeah. It's you know, it's the same secured payment processing as anywhere else on the internet. I I'm would, sure you've uh, given your credit card yeah. number to much shadier people in real life.
0: Like, uh, yeah. I would argue that most porn sites and servers are probably more robust than who you're normally giving your credit card number
1: to. I <laughs> would say so as well. I mean, we deal with payment processors who pretty much exclusively deal with high-risk businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say high-risk, it's not really that our businesses are high risk. It's, you know, the transactions. And because of that, they do take it seriously. These are secure payment portals. No one's getting your information. I am just accepting your money so that you can see the content you want to see. And the reality is you're much more likely to you know, something bad to happen to your computer or whatever. If you download my content that maybe someone has done something to, and then you're putting that on your computer, I can't tell you what's going to happen because it's not the original content from my website.
0: Yeah. And it just seems if you were to take pornography out of the equation and just describe this whole business as you're paying for content, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Hulu, whatever, (laughs) whatever it be, and then you would describe this whole same scenario...
1: People would be in shock and disgusted. And how do they do this to you? How can they do that to your business? Yeah. But because it's porn, people are like, oh, well, it serves you right for being in that industry. And so you. you, you <laughs> Which exactly. is such a joke.
0: How big is the industry?
1: It is a very large, very, you know, it's it's a very money-happy, or it was a very money-happy industry.
0: Yeah, I think it's in uh, the billions. It might be the it trillions. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> I, I think it's in the top 10, if not the top five industries in America. <laughs>
1: so. but no, I mean, I've been in this industry a long time, and I've been through the part of the industry where we all joked about how it was recession-proof, because all of us were doing really well while our friends were, like, just floundering, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the sad thing is that now, you know, now when kind of everyone else is like, oh, the economy's looking up this and that. And then we're like, really? Because now porn is is really fighting for its position and really fighting to stay a business um, and a profitable one because of this mass idea that everything free. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I know of personally one website that is actually ethical free pornography. One website. And there are, I can, you know, think in my head of at least 10 tube sites that are not ethical Mm -hmm. pornography, not ethical free pornography. So that I think, you know, that definitely needs to change. And but it'll be a really sad day when all of the porn sites are covered in advertisements because no one wants to pay for it anymore.
0: So what, when you say ethical and unethical, so the
1: Uh, ethical porn, I would say, you know, it starts from the way that it's created, but it goes all the way to how you consume it. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously the ethical way would be to pay for your porn. Um, When it's created, I consider ethical porn to be um, porn that's created with the consumer and the performer in mind. So you want to have a safe and obviously, consensual set for all of your performers. You want to have a place where the performers are getting paid properly, where everyone is happy, and their concerns are taken, uh, you know, taken into consideration. And all of these things are important because that's how you get the best product, when you have happy and productive workers. Um, And then on top of that, you have the delivery system. So your website shouldn't try to take advantage of your customers. You should have an ethical platform in which your customers or your members can enjoy the content that you've put out there for them. And then when I say ethical free porn, there's a great website called woodrocket.com and literally their entire website is free. They make their own content. They also license content and they put it on a, you know, a beautiful website where you can watch it for free. They have advertisers, they have people that back them. They have reasons why they can be free, uh, but they're able to do it Ethically from production to delivery, which is amazing.
0: So we've kind of gone over the unethical tube sites that (laughs) uh, Allow users to upload anything pirated content Literally use it to be their own monopoly and advertise for themselves and don't enforce regulations and whatnot, but are these unethical sites are they part of the unethical creation of porn also
1: I think the only reason this is kind of hard to say because I don't want to give anyone in particular a bad name that doesn't deserve it. But, like I was saying before, the ability for people to upload anything without real, there's no one really watching them until the content is up, until someone says something about it. And there have been times in the past where Pornhub has had someone upload something that was taken off another site because a woman had used false identification for her performance and it ended up on Pornhub. And that was, you know, it should never have ended up on the first site to begin with, but it wouldn't have ended up on a tube site unless there had been someone watching out for the content that was being put on there. Someone looking for the releases, looking for the 2257s. So it kind of creates a loophole for people who are doing bad things to potentially say, you know, I'm an amateur, I'm shooting some weird illegal stuff at home maybe. And then, You know, I don't need to put it on a website. I can put it on Pornhub and all these people can watch it. And once again, there's no one there potentially to stop them until it's too late. Um, And I think that does in some ways incentivize, uh, I guess, the unethical production of porn or maybe, you know, like revenge porn situations. There's plenty of those those situations that happen and then play out on these tube sites because, again, there's no one watching.
0: The victim doesn't even know they're out there
1: exactly until Um, you know until a friend says something or someone harasses them on social media or whatever it might be and you know that's absolutely terrible but somehow even those situations haven't made these tube sites i guess pay attention
0: these tube sites do they pay the end user at all to upload videos like if if I created my could I create my own channel and upload myself to it and get paid by the, the, the channel at all?
1: I'm not 100% sure about that part. I do know as a producer that some of these websites, some of these tube sites have made money off my content um, mm-hmm. because Absolutely. they offer, you know, pay for a premium subscription to a tube site, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're looking for free porn, but you're going to pay for a premium subscription (laughs) to a tube site. Okay, whatever. Um, But those people are then paying for porn that's stolen. So... Someone is making money off my content, but it's not me.
0: Well, that's (laughs) because I've had
1: someone say to me, "Oh, but I've I've paid for your content before. I've got a a platinum membership to Pornhub, and I watched your foot videos there." And I'm like, "But that that money doesn't go anywhere near me. You You just gave my money to someone else." Thank you.
0: And and that's even worse because okay, so let's just say I uh, you know I like a Prince song, and I overlay it my family vacation of my dogs running around my backyard but I don't sell that video. Well, you know, now it's like, well, you didn't use it for profit. You didn't use it to make money. You're just playing this song, you know, while your dogs dance around. But if I were to turn around and sell a movie or a film or something with that Prince song, and now I'm making a monetary gain off of Prince, that's even worse. The fact that these tube sites have premium subscriptions yeah. That they're literally showing you pirated material with.
1: Yeah. That was pretty be, disgusting. That
0: would be mind-boggling if Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or any you know, TV network just started showing another TV network shows like, hey, we're just going to yeah. do this. <laughs> and, the and,
1: first time I ever actually was sent pirated links of my content, because I should preface this by saying the majority of the content that my company, KJD Media, shoots is softcore and fetish content. So I'm not shooting um, sex per se. I don't mm-hmm. shoot men. I only shoot lesbian porn and mm-hmm. solo porn. So I kind of thought that I was protected, you know? I was like, oh, they're only going for the hardcore sex. They only want, you know, penetration. They only want this or that. They're not going to come after me. I'm just a little guy. Yeah, I got an email from a fan because fans are awesome like that sometimes. Uh, They're looking out for you. And this guy had sent me like a 100 or so links to my own content um, that if you click on it, you get a little, you know, scrambly version, really low-res version of my video and then you have the option to click another button to see the HD version for like $9.99. I almost threw up on my computer and I immediately got on the phone, called my lawyer who made me cry because he just told me that I was such a small percentage of the money that they were making that even if I had gone after them, it wouldn't be worth it. That I would spend more money on the litigation that I actually would make back and that was my first experience with being pirated and it it just felt like why don't i shut all my sites down now if everyone can just see my stuff and pay for my stuff somewhere else why am i spending this time making this why am i spending this time working so hard yeah. why do i want to keep doing this and it's just it's pretty depressing when when all of your hard work just it's just shows up somewhere like that for free and that was the beginning of my Oh, my God, my stuff is getting pirated and I need to figure out a way to deal with this.
0: Why is your lawyer tell you that it's not worth like I I would just assume that you could go after this person and sue the shit out of them?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the time, um, this was, you know, kind of in the beginning of my career. And again, because I thought that I was the little guy, I thought no one was going to steal softcore porn or whatever. Mm. I didn't individually copyright my pieces of content. Oh, so each piece of content to copyright, it's about $35. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I had already had such a large catalog of content that I was like, how am I going to get all this money together to just copyright all of this content? But really the only way to make any money off these kinds of lawsuits is to actually have each and every individual piece of content copyrighted. Then you have, I believe it's like a minimum of a $250,000 settlement, basically, on mm-hmm. each piece of content. Um, but of course, at the time, I was not, you know, not yet aware of these things. So none of that was available to me. So in those cases, you really just get, you know, an approximation of how much money they made off of your content. So if my videos, even if there are 100 of them, but they've got a few million on their website, I'm going to make maybe like a penny per piece of content that they've stolen.
0: That's insane to me because if I were to pirate a movie or the newest album from, you know, whoever, I can get fined like <laughs> 50 grand.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are there are two companies in particular in the adult industry who are pretty large companies who are not owned by, um, by MindGeek. And they sue people a lot both of these companies do copyright lawsuits like it's their job like they probably make more money at this point on copyright infringement than they do on their content which is also kind of weird if you're making more money off your lawsuits than you are off your content
0: well those are called patent trolls in a a sense but it's different (laughs) because they're copyright trolling but at the same time kind of don't blame them for doing it
1: right you don't blame them because in this day and age, if you're not making money off your content because someone else is, the only way to do something about it is to go after those people, each and every one of them, go after the websites that are squatting and using, you know, a name that's very similar to your own and, you know, trying to squeak by with your content or whatever the case may be. But these two companies are are getting quite a bit of attention Um just because they're actually trying to take these people down and they're actually saying to them, I'm sorry, you cannot have my content. And no, you can't keep putting it up. Um, the only problem is that I do see a little bit of hope, tiny bit of hope when it comes to the tube sites because the tube sites have started to react to those companies. The tube sites have seemed to be able to, I do don't—I won't say tell their users because they're not telling their users anything, but they've seemed to at least be able to monitor those companies content from getting on the site, why they can't monitor, you know, everyone's content from getting on the site. I don't know. Well, it's because you're, you're not a it threat seems like <laughs> since the lawsuits, all of a sudden their content isn't being uploaded anymore.
0: Yeah, you're not a threat because you're not threatening to sue them. It's these big These two big conglomerates that they're like "Eh, we're, we're we're not gonna mess with their stuff anymore.
1: Exactly. But then again, you know, this industry for a while, the porn industry was really becoming like kind of this new cottage industry where people were saying, you know, my other job sucks. I wanna do something that's fun. I want to maybe explore my sexuality in a way that I haven't before. There are a lot more cam sites, um, so there's a lot more accessibility for like you know anyone to just say, hey, I want to be on the internet, I want to be naked on the internet. And that was great. There was a really nice entrepreneurial spirit that was happening in the porn world, and I loved that. But now, it's kind of getting taken away. And the only people that are surviving are these huge companies that either bow down and sell part of their souls or themselves to MindGeek. Or they're just too big to hurt. Whereas these little companies, these independent companies who are actually creating the kind of porn that people should be seeing, you know, something different, something that's not just, I mean, no offense to people who like, you know, Barbie doll looking people having sex, but that's not really (laughs) my thing. And there are plenty of other people who want to see something different. So it's kind of it's kind of also like homogenizing the porn industry because if you don't have these little companies, you just, you don't have a lot of the niche porn that's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and these companies can't survive without money or, you know, without being able to at least compete against the bigger sites or, you know, not have all of their content out there for free.
0: That's where I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because I absolutely know that you can't stop the internet People are going to pirate and copy and do this all day long, and it's you're trying to spoon out an ocean, trying to fight <laughs> that. Um, but at the same time, I'm a free market capitalist kind of guy, and I, I like competition because competition is what drives innovation and drives costs down. But when the piracy makes the cost zero, <laughs> I mean <laughs> – it, how do you even you know and, and when when you have a monopoly essentially a monopoly
1: it is a monopoly and the government won't do anything about it which is ridiculous if this was any other business if Pornhub or MindGeek was any other business they would have been shut down but the government doesn't want to touch porn with you know with a hundred foot pole so it, no one's going to come after them for for a monopoly
0: I I worked for a telephone company and Back in, you know, whatever, uh, 2000s, WorldCom was thinking about buying us. The government came in and said, nope, you will be a monopoly, and we're going to block this purchase. Uh, Yet, you could say that MindGeek is the biggest (laughs) uh, in that industry
1: Explain to the people who don't know, MindGeek started out as basically like a server system and then decided, oh, we're going to buy content and then we're going to buy content producers and then we're going to buy pieces of big companies and then we're just going to completely buy porn companies. So now we're in charge of the back end. We're in charge of production and then we're in charge of distribution. And then on top of that, we've got our tube sites, which is extra distribution. <laughs> so by proxy, they've now they now own I'm probably not giving them enough credit, but I would say at least like maybe six or seven different large porn companies, including companies that used to be, you know, you'd think of them as really independent, top of the line porn companies like Digital Playground and Reality Kings who are now all owned by the same people.
0: Okay, so this is funny comparison, but so I... I don't want to support, say, Procter & Gamble products. So I can go out to a website and say, I don't want to support any of their products. So there's people out there that'll give me a a family tree of, you can't buy (laughs) this toothpaste because it's produced by Procter. Is there anywhere out there where I could be like, I don't want to support MindGeek. What all do they own? I don't want to go and... In. I'm
1: pretty positive that actually, this is going to sound funny, but I'm pretty positive the Wikipedia is up to date with all the websites <laughs> that they own, all the companies they own. Okay. Um, there probably is, um, there, there's probably an article or two out there um, about MindGeek that have the names of all the companies and the order in which they acquired them. And your jaw will drop. When you see this list, because, I mean, no matter how exposed you are to porn, I think everyone will recognize at least one company on their on their list. Mm. And um, and you'll see how much they've taken over. They've really just snatched up all of the top studios and have repackaged them and put them back out and act like they're not doing anything. Then there's me in my tiny little world of of, uh, I just make my porn over here and hope you guys just leave me alone. I have no friends. (laughs) I have no other, I have no other companies. I have no other little babies out there making me money. I'm like, these are just, you know, my group of websites is just my group of websites. Theirs, they tried to kind of keep it a little secret and a little on the down low that they own all of these sites. It's not like they have a big MindGeek stamp at the top of them.
0: No, in fact, I'd never even heard of MindGeek until (laughs) your email I, I didn't know that that, w- that company existed. In fact, I'm a tech guy. I'm, an, I'm a computer IT guy. So when I hear MindGeek, I think of like an IT company. Because I, I <laughs> of- that's
1: pretty much what they were. I mean, they were called something different when they were, but they've gone through a lot of evolutions themselves. And under normal circumstances, as a businesswoman, I would say they've done a great job in business. However... I can't say you've done a great job in business when you've done what a monopoly does, which is squash everyone else, make it impossible for people to make money or to even grow their businesses. And like you were saying, you know, free market economy, we're all trying to just, we're we're all just trying to make a business and make that business work for us and grow for us. And what they're doing is, is really trying to make that as impossible as
0: humanly possible what if I put still images of nude women on top of this audio and uploaded it to Pornhub and all their tube sites <laughs> you think people would watch it and, and be and be turned off <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I actually, I did a podcast uh, maybe five years ago.
0: Two white guys.
1: Yes. (laughs) I saw it on (laughs) Pornhub. (laughs) I did this podcast and I was told by my publicist at the time, she did warn me, this is going to go up on Pornhub. Mm -hmm. And I clenched my teeth and I like, you know, do that retracting thing with my neck. And and I was just like cringing at the idea that this, that anything of mine or that I would be on something on Pornhub on purpose. Like it just grossed me out.
0: They're the enemy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I asked her, I'm like, am I allowed to say bad things about them on, on this interview? And she's like, you can say whatever you want. They're still going to post it. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll just say whatever I want. But that was, I think, the first and last time I've ever done anything involving them. Kind of Ever a... since then, I'm kind of on the bandwagon of any of my friends that, that do a project for them. I'm like, oh, why are you working for the devil? <laughs> but at the same time, as a performer, I'll step away from my perspective as a producer. But as a performer, there are women and men in the industry that can't live without Mind Geek at this point. If they were to do what I'm doing right now and speak out against them, they'd find themselves blacklisted from all of those websites that they own. Yeah. they would find themselves unable to work. And that's terrible. No one should be afraid of, you know, these are people who don't necessarily have job security to begin with, who don't necessarily have a, you know, it might not even be a career. This could be a part-time job. Um, but at the same time, you're asking them to keep their mouths shut about something that that's detrimental to the entire industry, just so that they don't need to worry if they're going to get booked the next week or not. And that's just Because they're getting booked
0: by a company that is owned by the company. They just, you know, they're biting the hand that feeds them, essentially.
1: Exactly. So there are plenty of people who just keep their mouths shut or who say, I'm sorry, I can't make any comments on this. And... And I've had other friends who've, you know, been asked questions about it. Then their words get taken out of context. And next thing you know, someone's calling them saying, I'm sorry, um, we no no longer need you on Thursday for this booking or whatever. They really need to watch themselves. They need to watch their, I guess, what they say or watch their mouths, which, again, as a woman in this industry, I would never tell another, another person, another performer to hold their tongue about anything that they find unethical. Um, the only way to make this industry better and to make other people realize that it's not, you know, degrading and disgusting or whatever they feel about it. The only way to do that is show that we all have agency, that we are all individuals that can make our own decisions and speak for ourselves. And these people not being able to talk, that's just proving their point for them.
0: It's crazy that people still don't feel it's a legitimized business when it's been around (laughs) for fucking hundred years and yeah it's just again it's the whole we don't want to talk about it we just want to act like it doesn't exist meanwhile i don't think i know a single man that doesn't watch porn
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know a single woman that doesn't either yeah to be honest you know i i've been in this industry a long time and i went through phases where you know i I'd kind of keep quiet about it or someone would ask me what I do and I'd say I'm in production or whatever because I I didn't want it to be the focus of the conversation. Oh, look, it's a parlor trick. She owns a porn company. But at the same time, it's my business. It's my livelihood. I am proud of it. I love my job. I love the content I create. So I want to talk about it. I want to tell people what I do. And luckily I don't know if it's an age or I've been doing this long enough that I really don't give a shit what other people think necessarily and I will tell anyone and everyone you ask me what I do I own a porn company Mm -hmm. and I will help you know educate them in any way I can um but there are obviously some people out there that you can't educate that don't want to be told that I could be you know a well-adjusted adult or that my my parents love me and that I have a good relationship with my family or that I'm married or anything like that people are like no way but well, Your parents they, yeah. must hate you. No, they love me. I just spent Mother's <laughs> Day with my mom. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not it's damaging myself. <laughs>
0: It's funny that I, you get more support from your family for doing <laughs> pornography than I get from my family doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: They're like, what is that again? Why, why did you quit your day job? You're an idiot. Oh, <laughs> so,
1: that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got really lucky. Not everyone has parents like mine. Mine are very liberal and, and wonderful. Um, but, you know, it's it. There are just so many misconceptions and Again, because everyone is watching porn, I don't understand why. Like, wouldn't you like to think while you're watching porn, oh, these people have families that love them instead of like, oh, what a dirty, dirty human. I bet they're living on the streets, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, I don't like, care
0: if she got slapped. She got paid, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the whole <laughs> right shaming thing.
1: There should be no, like there really should be no shaming, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, it doesn't matter how, how rough or how sweet the scene is. The fact of the matter is it's a job that someone has consented to do. And most people in the industry who are actually, I'll, I'll call them like careerists, people who are actually in the industry because it is their career. This is what they really want to do. Not people who are like, oh, maybe I'll do this because I need the money. But you ask any of those people They're showing up to their job not just for the paycheck. They're showing up because it does something for them, whether it's emotionally, mentally, physically. They love the performance aspect. They love maybe just the exhibitionism. There are so many reasons why people perform in or produce porn and there's just such a pigeonholed view from the people who watch it. And again, I just don't understand why, because I would like probably to make myself feel better about, you know, about being a consumer of the industry. If all the people in it are happy and all the people in it are getting paid. And, you know, rather than being like, Oh yeah, I'm a consumer of an industry where they treat people terribly and where, you know, people are being discriminated against and, and their whole future is
0: destroyed. Well, everyone wants to drive a Prius because it's, You know, it doesn't kill the environment. Everyone wants to eat all organic, non-GMO, blah, 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 because they feel that's more ethical. And and I buy cage-free eggs myself. At the same time, I would prefer knowing that if I watch a a porno, that one, the actors and actresses were treated well. They are there consensually. They are tested. They're not in any kind of harm. I would like to know that they are getting paid (laughs) because that's sort of important.
1: That was one of the first questions my mother asked when when I first told her. I wasn't – I have literally just done my first, like, topless photo shoot or something. Mm -hmm. And she was like – she's stressing. She's stressing. And she's like, well, did you get paid? Like, of course I got paid. (laughs) She's
0: like, I'm not doing this for free.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I thought she was crazy. And she's like, oh. Okay, like she acted like, oh, well, as long as you got paid, it's not a big deal.
0: So you don't have to give me exact numbers, but how much does it cost to create a, a say a short film or scene, and what is an average pay to actors and actresses?
1: Um well, I'll give you some uh, I'll give you some specifics. so the first the first feature I ever produced directed it's called Carrie's Secret um, from Philly films, and it's an all girl movie they're I think, four or five sex scenes in it. And that one, the final budget, was just under $8,000. Not bad. Um, This was a shoestring budget that I was given. (laughs) Absolutely. And I did a lot of corner cutting where I could, but I did not cut corners on my performers' rates. Performers um, from Philly all get paid the same rate because it's an all-girl company, so it's pretty easy. Just tell everyone you get paid the same, and that's that. Yeah. But I I basically barely paid myself for that movie. Uh, My locations, I was given, you know, (laughs) by friends who just wanted to be a part of it and help me out in any way they could. Um, I spent my money literally on my performers and on some equipment. And that was what I spent my money on. And
0: then you cross your Uh, fingers and hope to make your money back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my second movie, I spent around $10,000, and that was between location performers, makeup artists, my cameramen. You know, there were a little more, there were a few more people on the crew. I mean, I'm usually producing content that, you know, I'm, I'm shooting for a full day and I'm shooting web content. So these are all, you know, 10 to 20 minute scenes, um, that are soft core for my doll And these are basically, I'm paying the girls for a full day. So it's anywhere from $500 to a thousand dollars, depending on what they're shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we shoot, you know, a bunch of soft core content, photos and videos, food is provided, makeup and hair, my cameraman. Um, And then in addition, I also offer all of my performers affiliate codes so that once their content goes up, they can take their pictures, they can take gifts, and then use their affiliate codes to continue making money off their content by promoting it to their fans. Um, And this is because I understand that the reason I don't get a paycheck on my shoots is because I make money at the end of the month. And I want them to see that they can continue making money off their content, you know, as long as they're sending their people to to come see it on the website, they'll keep making money off of it.
0: You allow them to share and have kind of part ownership of their own. You yeah, know, I mean, image. there are
1: other companies or there are occasions where I actually will shoot on a you know, almost a trade basis. If there's a a certain performer that I really want to work with Mm -hmm. who maybe either I can't normally afford because their rates are just higher than what my company can put out or they're, you know, they just really want to shoot with me as well. And maybe they have a website of their own, you know, a solo site or something, and then we'll shoot together. We won't pay each other. We'll just pay the cameraman. We'll pay for the location. We'll split the costs. And then we've both got content out of it. Then they can go use it on their website and make money off of it. I can use it on mine and make money off of it. And everyone's happy. <laughs> so it's
0: a, it's a co-op. Everyone splits the cost and they split the content.
1: Yeah. So there are a lot of ways for, you know, especially for me as a performer and producer to get content. Whereas, obviously, if I'm, you know, if I'm a dude who doesn't want to be on camera, I'm probably not going to be shooting content trade with people. Yeah. So I'm lucky in that respect, but it still sucks just as much when you find a trade scene pirated as it it does when you find a scene that, you know, there are shoots that I've paid $15,000 for a few days of shooting, and then I see all that content up there, and I'm like, there went a big chunk of change.
0: (laughs) So you remember when Napster came out? Oh, yeah. And Metallica got their panties in a bundle about it. Oh, uh, yeah. The music industry had to shift and change how they make money because now all of a sudden your CD, your album has become your commercial to come see you live because they're Mm -hmm. not going to make a dime off their record sales because it's being pirated so badly. So now the, the band, the, the artist would have to say, okay, well I'm releasing my album. I may or may not make some money on it, but now everyone's heard my album, it's, you know, in the top charts because everybody's pirated it, but <laughs> now when I go out on, on, you know, on tour, people come and see me, and there might be a lot more people that come and see me, this is just kind of hypothetical, kind of real, so now I'm going to make my money off merch, I'm going to make my money off ticket sales. But in the porn industry, you can't exactly do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I for some performers, I'll say you can't do it as a producer. Performers obviously are like, well, if I'm not going to get booked as much because they're not going to shoot as much because people aren't going to pay as much. They're going out and feature dancing, which is kind of like, you know, putting on a show. You're making money. You're selling DVDs. You're putting yourself out there for your fans, um, making some income on the side. For someone like me, though, um, it was all about diversifying and it was all about finding new revenue streams for my content and new customer bases to sell said content to. I started selling videos on demand uh, uh, instead of just having membership sites. I, I started... For a while, I was doing more live shows because, again, it's much harder to pirate a live show. Obviously, there are ways to record them, but kind of, you know, it's an incentive. Come see what happens live and you can take part in it, which is great, again, for the industry as a whole. It's something accessible to pretty much everyone to do something live. And and
0: Um, I think with the live show... I'm not going to not go to the live show because I know somebody's going to record it and watch the video later. Like I'm going to either go to the live show. Or I'm not going to go. to the live
1: Exactly. Show. <laughs> exactly. Know? And I think, I think live shows are great because you can interact with your fan base because you can interact with your customer base. And again, because you it's, I mean, yes, some of these live shows are scripted in certain ways or, or at least directed in certain ways, but there are plenty of them that are completely freeform, completely open to whatever interaction does happen or whatever the fans want to see. Um, and I think that'll continue to grow as a huge, you know, I guess, part of the porn industry to help people continue to, to make money and to find out what fans want without just, you know, spending a bunch of money to make content that might not make any money back. hmm um at least you know how many people are watching when you're on cam you know how many people are paying for it or who aren't paying for it um but now there are things like virtual reality porn is a thing and the like 3d animated porn is a thing and all of these different like there are new genres that are coming out that i think it will make it harder you know to pirate these kinds of porn maybe um I'm sure they'll come up with a way to do it soon enough. But I think porn is, you know, porn has made it this far. We haven't been shut down by the government. We have, you know, so I would like to think that we could fare this whole pirating thing. But it is, it it has come to a point where I do know producers who have shut down their doors because they're, why do I want to do this anymore? It's just too much work to make something that's gonna, you know, that's gonna be pirated and in two minutes like the the last feature film that i put out um i think it was the same night that it was released on video on demand on adult empire within 45 minutes i got a google alert saying that it was on a torrent site Mm. and this i i produced with my own money this wasn't like there wasn't another company behind me like with my first movie this was all me so i'm just like I haven't even gotten a sale yet and it's already available for free. How did that even happen? Like
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> this we, is incredible. We know and how it I happened. Was just, <laughs> like mind blown. Yeah. That's, Wouldn't
1: you want to shut down after that?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I kinda would actually. I mean, luckily with, with my podcast, I rely on sponsors and uh, t shirt sales. Now I do sell premium content where I sell an episode for like two dollars and funny enough i've never gone out to the torrent sites to see if my premium <laughs> to content's... see if your stuff is on there yeah and is and on one side it's it would bother me on the other side i'd kind of be happy people are listening but at the same time it's like well hey guys you know it's...
1: to be honest i would not be the least bit surprised if your premium content was out there it probably is <laughs> <laughs> i know it's so depressing to think about but i i hate to say it but i kind of this is going to sound really evil. I kind of like the idea that someone that's not in porn is going to feel the pressure of (laughs) of having their premium content stolen (laughs) because it does suck. But it also seems like, you know, in your position, you have so much content out there for people to listen to for free. Yeah. You've already given them so much for free. How greedy are people that they really need to go and scurf that $2.99 or whatever (laughs) to listen to? Like, that's so upsetting to me. And there are definitely things in life that I'm cheap about, but maybe it's because I grew up during the whole Napster LimeWire situation that, that I saw people getting arrested for that kind of stuff. And, but maybe it's also just because of what I do for a living that I can appreciate a person's hard work. I know that it's not just use, you know, you guys sitting in front of microphones, like there's editing that's involved or post-production that's involved. Yeah. And that's things that other people don't see. Maybe you guys have assistants helping you with that. Maybe you don't. Who knows? But someone's putting the time and the energy in to do it. Yeah. And even with my little company, yes, I'm the one editing all my movies. Mm-hmm. I'm the one uploading to my websites. I'm the one that's writing all the scene descriptions. Yes, I have a team of people. But those are my hours that I'm putting in.
0: Your, so your credits at the end of your movies are really boring because it's, <laughs> it's Kayla Jane, me, Kayla me, Jane. Me, me, me. <laughs> that's that's kind of how Aaron and I are. Everything it's p- production, <laughs> research, fact but you checking. you know what? You put the love <laughs> and
1: the passion <laughs> yeah. into your product, into your, you know, into what you do, and that's why we take on all those other jobs. We wouldn't take those on if we didn't love it. We're willing to make those sacrifices, but the consumers aren't seeing all of those bits and pieces. They don't see the gears behind whatever our productions are. And I try to do behind the scenes every once in a while and introduce people to my cameraman and my makeup artists. And I periscope a lot because of that, because I want people to see everything that goes into a production. Yeah, I mean, I had a a performer, which I hate to say it happens kind of frequently. It's porn. Some of the girls are really, really good and some are really unprofessional. So a girl flaked, uh, didn't show up to a really big shoot. And I tell her, I'm like, well, the whole crew is here. And she thought I was talking about like my gang. (laughs) And I was like, no, the crew, the people that work for me, that help make this production possible, the makeup artist, the hairstylist, the cameraman, the videographer, you know, all these people. And she was so confused. And I'm like, do you only work for POV companies where it's like one guy holding a camera with you know, the female performer there, but we don't run a skeleton crew. We actually, I like to employ people. I like to make it so that they can have, you know, a living wage and porn as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of people involved. And so if the performer doesn't know how many people are involved, I definitely see why the consumer doesn't know how many people are involved or how many people's jobs you're taking away every time you don't pay for something. Yeah.
0: And I, I gotta rant a little bit when it comes to my podcast because when Aaron and I first went to monetize it, we got our, our first sponsor and immediately we got you guys are greedy bastards. Oh, you just want <laughs> want my money, da 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 da. And then we turn around and You know, we have sponsors, but sponsor money is few and far between. I mean, it's not a constant weekly paycheck. That's, you know, maybe a paycheck every quarter. You know, I've seen other podcasts do uh, subscription-based. I've seen them do uh, Patreon and kind of just begging for money here and there through Kickstarters and whatever. So then Aaron and I are like, well, we'll do premium content because then we're actually creating something that people can buy and it's and see a value in. Yeah. And you know, we don't want to beg for money. We we want to do something. And at that point, we got hate for, oh, well, you know, how do I know that the premium content's any better or oh or you're, you're you're putting all your effort into the premium and then the the free stuff is just going to be shit now. And I'm just like you can't win for losing.
1: It's just... no, you really can't win. And I mean, I don't, I'm amazed that people would be so harsh on you for, for taking a sponsor. If anything, you know, a real fan or someone who really appreciates your work should be proud of you guys for attaining a sponsor, not the other way around. And I kind of wish that there were more consumers that thought that way. If you guys have a sponsor that, that that means that you'll be able to do this longer. You'll be able to pay more attention to it. Yeah. Oh my God. If you guys have more sponsors, you can, you know, quit your jobs and do this all the time and make even more. Po- and this goes for, you know, a lot of other podcasts or performers of different kinds. There will be the haters, but I feel like the haters, you kind of don't need them. No. Like they're there to talk and blow steam, but, They'll still listen to your stuff. Oh, absolutely! They're still gonna—they're not gonna stop listening to your podcast because their their panties are in a bunch because you took on a sponsor. They're they're just they want to make it seem like they're going to go somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: I get people plenty of times who, you know, who will say something like that. Oh, but I can find your stuff for free. I'm like, well, not everything. Eventually, one of these days you're going to come around and you'll come to my site <laughs> or, you know, people who want to talk shit on me because I have tattoos. And I'm like, well, the reality is you're you're still going to watch my scenes and you're still going <laughs> to off to them so don't lie to yourself
0: i i i made the mistake once of reading the comments on a tube site oh god and, and i'm just like really guys like you're <laughs> just like you're here watching it and then you're you're gonna actually oh, yeah. take the time those, to say those
1: are amazing uh, i mean that that comes with the territory for us i have, i have a really thick skin um and i can handle the you know the totally crappy and disturbing things that people will say to me or comment on my scenes wherever they are you know the only place that I'm safe is my own website people are never mean on my own site yeah (laughs) they're always positive but at the same time you know I kind of I kind of giggle to myself when I see some of those things because like, like you said they're they're watching it you could just stop watching it and not write a comment if you really didn't like it.
0: Just change. But the you channel. want
1: people to know that you watched it. You want people to know that you took a minute just to, to talk some shit about someone. Yeah. And in the case of me, I always find it funny because, you know, you've got the little egg avatar person that's talking trash to you, and you're like, well, I'm the one putting myself out there. Yeah. I'm the one that you know all these that I'm I'm exposed to all these people, and you're hiding behind your little egg avatar. And and you're, of course, going to be the loudest of the bunch. Yeah, it, but I can ignore you because you're not a real person. You're not a real customer. You're an internet troll. And,
0: and if somebody wrote you a very well-worded email
1: saying,
0: mm-hmm. hey, why do you do this? Why did you do that? Like your email to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot more prone to come back and say, hey, thank you for the input, the criticism, the constructive criticism. You know, like I can take that I actually heart.
1: did that on the chive once. I there was, you know, picture of me on the chive and a lot of really brutal comments, especially like bringing my parents into it and stuff. Um, you know, like your parents must be ashamed of you, all these kinds of things. And I kind of did the same thing I did with you where I just gave a step-by-step, you know, my parents are very proud of me. I actually am college educated. I actually do have, you know, like a, a life. That I'm proud of and all of these kinds of things where I just laid it out for them in, you know, I didn't get angry at them. I didn't say, I didn't tell them to fuck off. I just said, here are the the facts. This is what's really up. And if you actually took the time to open your mind and listen, then, oh, my goodness, your world might be a little brighter and you might have one more friend. (laughs)
0: Well, that's, that's the thing is it, I don't have thick skin. I absolutely <laughs> let this shit get to me and I get very upset. I usually don't reply at all. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just block them or, you know, delete the block message. buttons
1: are great. Yeah. Thank goodness the internet yeah. created the
0: block button. But I, 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 I can't read most of that stuff. It really bothers me and, and it sucks because I, I just, I, I cannot not have an emotional reaction. And I mean, it doesn't matter what site I'm on. It could be a, a news site or even an Amazon review of a product. <laughs> and you'll just see this hatred and this just political garbage just start coming out of people. I never will understand it. and Because
1: the Internet is a safe place to be a horrible human. And that's the sad thing that the Internet is a great place for people who want to take all of their bitterness out on someone who want to take all of their, you know, unhappiness and aggression out on someone or something that they don't know or have never been a part of um, without educating themselves. And unfortunately, you know, America's great at telling people you don't need to be educated about something to talk about it. (laughs) I mean, and,
0: and sadly, you could put a news headline out. But then the story could be the exact opposite of whatever the headline was. Mm -hmm. And no one even takes the time to read the article. (laughs) They just, (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) This is
1: no, this is totally true. Uh, But, you know, this is this is the I guess the times we live in. And I, I don't know what what my career would have been like had I been you know, born a few years earlier or started a few years later or what this industry might be like. or, you know, But with we've had to... Social media wasn't really a thing. The, the most social media was like Facebook and MySpace when I started my company. Live journal. <laughs> yeah, and live journal. So, oh my goodness, back in the day, so many live journal fan fictions about me. It was creepy. Oh. Um, and now... We have, you know, people posting my content on Twitter, people posting my content on Instagram. And now I have to police those sites just as much as I police Pornhub. I constantly try to remind people, please do not use my images, my copyrighted content for your own self-promotion. I'm not going to retweet you because you posted a picture of me that was stolen from me so that you can get more followers. Yeah, That's not how I roll because in the end, you don't realize that you're stealing from me. Every time, you know, any of those little pictures that you're posting, you are stealing from the copyright owner. And when you post it, you are doing exactly what you should not be doing.
0: I mean, and that's sad that your fans are doing it and they're not even in the they're
1: know. They're not aware. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have, I've written some pretty... Um, some pretty intense blogs on the matter. I wrote one called like 10 things to never tweet your favorite porn star. (laughs) Um, and it's a great guide for fans of all kinds. And it goes for not just porn stars, but any, like we were talking about musicians or actors don't go and send them links to their pirated movie or their pirated song or their pirated YouTube video or whatever. Don't send them links like that. Don't, promote to the rest of the world where you can buy their or where you can watch their stolen stuff. That's never going to endear you to someone you're a fan of. Like, it seems like it would be just a no brainer, but it's not.
0: Unless they're informing you like, hey, your shit's out here. You should probably go check it out. But
1: even then, do it privately. You have my email address. My email's at the top of my Twitter page. Send it to me there. You don't need to post it for everyone else to go check it out. And
0: there's private message in Twitter. There's private message in Facebook. There's direct messaging in every social media.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Figure out a way to get it to me privately so that you're not just making more people go watch it. I'm like, I love it. All of a sudden, it went up by 10,000 views. Great. Yeah, there's nothing more depressing than seeing a Pornhub video of mine that has like a million views. And I'm like, if I just had a penny for every one of those views, I'd be stoked right now. But yeah. no,
0: none of my those views people
1: on my site don't get mm. a million views. I wish they did.
0: Well, and, and sadly, you know, going back to my analogy of, a uh, uh, you know, an artist or a band is out on tour. Well, you know, OK, so I got to hear their entire album for free and now I'm going to go. And see them live and buy a $50 t-shirt or I'm not and that's the thing is I go out and I see your video out on a free site do I ever go and seek out your site and then pay no the, the return rate is not there at all
1: exactly and people will say that all the time but isn't it advertising isn't it like free advertising no it's not no. I, I mean come on the videos whole purpose is is that there is a release at the end, and if you're past that point, you're not gonna go back for more immediately. No,
0: no. I mean, I mean there's a
1: very small percentage of men that do, but very small. Yeah. The, so the, the reality the, is it's a one and done situation. And every time it's a log on, log off, or log on, watch three seconds of five videos and then find the one that you like and log off. Yeah. Um
0: the, the, the likelihood
1: that you yeah. come to me is very slim. It's really like if I get them on a good day where there's only one video left, cause I just put in a DMCA notice and now all my videos are down except for one. And they're like, I only found one video of yours. And then they're like, okay, we'll go to the website where it came from. <laughs> I wonder where they are. They're all on the website where they should be. Yeah. So that's a little, uh, you know, upsetting when people do that. Or the other day I had someone say, Oh my God, this, a video of you on YouTube was so incredible. It was the best video I've ever seen. And I said to him, well, you know, the really good ones are on mydollparts.com. And he responds, oh, I couldn't watch another. It would give me a stroke. So you could watch the one for free on YouTube. <laughs> but when I tell you all the real content, like, and this was just a snippet of a video. It wasn't even the whole thing. Like, I tell you where the real content is. And instead of being like, thank you for the information. I love your feet. I would love to continue watching, you know, your videos. No, no.
0: It's like it's like telling your waiter or waitress you gave me the best service I've ever had at a restaurant. Okay, well, hey, leave me a tip. Show me how much you appreciate it. I I couldn't leave you a tip. I mean, that would give me a stroke.
1: (laughs) Right. I was. It's just like the the excuses that people have, or the way that they think about it, is just so weird to me. And I guess you must feel it in some ways too, because. People listen to podcasts doing all kinds of things. People listen to them and focus on them completely, or they use it as background noise while they're doing other tasks. Mm -hmm. So it kind of is, it's also that like single serving or almost like to some people, it becomes a throwaway. Even though we put so much work into our stuff, someone's like, oh, well, you know, I just listened to it in the background and then it was done. So why would I pay for that? You know, it's just noise in the background the and, same way that people are like oh it's just like 5 minutes of you know fun time for myself so why would i pay for that
0: yeah and the and the replay value on porn is is non existent for the most part it, yeah you know?
1: i mean i would like to think i have a little better uh you know replay with my my female domination content yeah um because it's it's more interactive it's me talking directly to the camera to the viewer so people want that experience again and again but when you've seen the same people hump you know, there are only so many times you can watch the same thing over and over and over without getting completely repetitive, unless they're your favorite porn stars or it's really just like the, you know, the performance of the century where there's yeah. just so much going on and the the chemistry is so amazing that, oh my God, you need to watch this. This is just your scene. You watch it over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, but again, that person isn't going to go hunting for anything new.
0: Yeah. The only, I, in my life personally, the only thing that has replay value is music. I don't even watch movies like my favorite movie. I've probably only seen it twice. I mean, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't rewatch or I don't go back and reread books. I I just.
1: Yeah, I don't reread books either. That never works for me. I'm like, no, but I remember too much.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm one and done on most (laughs) things in my life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to be one and done, I mean, I run my my. Two membership sites that I update regularly, mydollparts.com and KaylaJanePOV, um, they are incredibly different in the way that they work. Mm-hmm. My Doll Parts is very typical as far as a membership site goes. You join, there's tons of content because the site's been around for like eight years. Um, tons of content when you join. And then every three days, there's a new piece of content, so whether it's wh- a photo much, or a video. How much is it? It is, I believe the first month is $29.99. Mm-hmm. And you're getting, you know, if you were to buy all these videos individually, that's like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of scenes. So it's a pretty good deal. And then, you know, you have all this content forever. You leave, you come back, you'll still get all the content that's been updated. Kayla Jane POV, however, starts out at $59.99 and then it rebills for about $30 a month. Mm -hmm. This site is completely different. I call it curated content. Um, You start out with about, I think there are 20 or so pieces of content on the site, Um, 20 videos. This site is, I would say, 99% videos. And when you join for the first month, you get an update every single day. And they're put in a very specific order because it is a female domination website. It's done in a specific order to kind of train the person into the site, to show them what's going to be happening, to show them kind of the breadth of content that we have. And then after that, you get content every other day for as long as you're a member. If you leave at any point and come back, you start all over again. Mm -hmm. There's no like, oh, yes, I get the entire archive. No, no. That's not how this works. If you want to stay forever and ever, great. You will get all the content that I've posted on those VOD sites over the years. You will eventually get all, you know, the latest content, the newest content, the, you know, content that hasn't been seen in forever. I have only had one complaint on how that site works. Mm -hmm. And it was a guy who saw a piece of content on a VOD site, didn't want to buy it on demand because he saw that it would be on, you know, a member's site. Wanted to get all that content. So he pays the $59 and then screams at me through an email in all capitals. <laughs> You're ripping me off. What is this? You're teasing me. The content that I want isn't here, but you say it's going to be here. And mind you, I explain how the site works like all over this website. Yeah, It's it's very clear how the site works. Um. And he's incredibly upset by this because he thinks it's just a ripoff. It's a scam. And I try to explain to him that the content that he's viewing is about $800 worth of content Mm -hmm. that he gets for that $59 in the beginning, plus this content every single day. Um, And he was, you know, he clearly wasn't the person that this site was meant for, but he just could not wrap his head around why someone like me in my position and for this website would find that to be a valuable way to distribute content. It makes it so that you can't go onto my site and in a single day pirate the 500 oh. or so scenes that are from that website and put them all over the internet.
0: Yeah. He'll it. he'll never understand that. yeah because because until you actually said it i was kind of like that is sort of a weird way i mean with hulu and netflix and amazon prime i'm like yeah you just got access to everything it's just straightforward but you have to protect yourself you have to put especially
1: because those as far as as far as my content and what makes me money kayla jane pov videos when they're like on demand makes me the most money Mm mm-hmm so if those make me the most money on demand, why would I give them all to you for $59 or whatever for that first month's fee when you can enjoy them all or pretend you can enjoy them all in one month? I'm trying to get you excited about the next piece of content and not take it for granted. I had played with the idea of curated content for a while. And the only problem was is that, I, you know, I had had my doll parts up for so long, I didn't want to so drastically change the way it worked. Um, especially because I've had so many members that have been around so long, I didn't want to mess with their memberships or anything. Um, but Kayla Jane POV kind of was the perfect place to do it. Let's be real, if you're already into female domination, you're not going to have a problem with a woman saying, you can't get this content yet. <laughs> That's not for you. Yeah. So. I've had no, you know, no hate and no negative feedback except for this one guy. Um, everyone else has loved having to, you know, work for their content or stay for their content. Um, and it makes them focus on it more. They appreciate it more. Uh, they don't take it for granted because, oh, I could just click to the next one. Oh, I could just click to the next one. I've got mm-hmm. endless content to go through, even though I just became a member today. It just makes you slow down a little bit. And now I almost wish that I had done it for, you know, all my previous sites and, you know, sites that I've shut down because maybe it would have made people respect the content a little bit more. Maybe it wouldn't have, you know, maybe all of the content wouldn't have been pirated so easily if people had to just work for it. And again, I wish I could do that with my doll parts, but you don't want to mess with something when it's been going good. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's always going to, I have a, a feeling it's just always going to be a struggle to figure out, am I doing this right? Or am I, am I enticing more members or am I shutting people out because of the way that I do things?
0: I mean, if you've explained it up front, the guy obviously <laughs> just didn't read it. And we're, oh we're, yeah, he
1: admitted yeah. he was a, he admitted that he was a poor consumer for not reading it mm-hmm. and not realizing what the site was about. However, he still went to my billing company after I told him, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you a refund because you have no reason to get a refund. You've enjoyed the content for several days. Yeah. Um. But he threatened a lawsuit or whatever he threatened. And my billing company, whenever they're threatened with a lawsuit, they cave. So he got his $59 back and still got to enjoy my content. Luckily for me, My billing company does block the IP address of those people. So he will not be able to be a member of any of my sites again, at least from that IP address. (laughs)
0: Because now now not only did he get to enjoy your content, but he didn't even have to pay for it. I'm part of that MTV generation. I want it now. And I'm used to (laughs) Netflix and Hulu and all these things where I pay just a flat rate and get access to everything. So I see where the mistake was. But I guess if after explaining it, he still goes after you. That's lame because I'd be like, okay, my bad. I didn't read it.
1: Right, right. yeah, I, and I, I he admitted to me, you know, um, yes, I get it, I was an idiot for joining this site when I should have just bought the video on demand or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why I give people options, though, so that they don't feel like they're the only way to get something is this way or that way. I would like to give people options. I get it. Not everyone has $59 to spend on a website. Not everyone has $30 to spend on a website. Mm -hmm. But don't tell me that it's too expensive. It might be too expensive for you. But for the content you're receiving, for all the work put into it, for all the money that's been put out to make it, it is not too much money. In it's, fact, it's like nothing.
0: Yeah, it's it's what you have to charge.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wish that we could run on a Netflix-based economy, you know? I wish that that would work for porn, but it just doesn't. There's no way to, you know, to give that much content for that low a price without, you know, there's no way for me to, to get the kind of viewership that Netflix has.
0: Well, and you're, you're an independent small business compared to... Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these other channels, and Netflix and Hulu and ever, so you know it's like you're trying to compare, okay, I can go to Walmart and buy this frying pan for five dollars or i 'm going to go to the mom and pop shop well it 's twelve dollars there well i'm not going to pay twelve dollars, but well okay, then go buy it from Walmart who has a little Chinese kid making it you know yeah. you, you it's hard and I to feel compare.
1: bad about it because yeah. that's not ethical yeah
0: well and and that 's the thing is we all do it every day i'm I'm always looking for the the cheapest, lowest price. And I think, well, why would I pay that much here when I could pay this much here? But
1: let you buy your cage-free eggs.
0: Yes, I do. And I pay an <laughs> absorbent amount for my cage-free eggs. And then I don't even eat them all. And it's like <laughs> half of them. They're wasted. And it's terrible. And
1: then you feel even worse about it. Yeah. And you're like, never mind. All of that ethics just went out the window because there are starving kids in another country that I didn't feed with my last three eggs.
0: Yes. And, and so I, I get the mentality because I have it myself, but at the same time, If everybody feels so ethical about all these other things, why not feel that way and practice
1: those beliefs in all aspects of life? (laughs) One of the most, I think, upsetting and like poignant moments in this whole argument about paying for your porn was two years ago at the adult entertainment expo in vegas um i was working with adult empire and they have a whole pay for your porn campaign which is amazing i love it i will always take part in it um and i was going around interviewing fans about whether or not they pay for their porn oh god (laughs) and you would assume because these people are paying a you know hundred something dollars to be at this expo that you would hear a resounding yes of course we pay for our porn No. Um, So I would interview people and ask them, do you pay for your porn? Wait for their answer. If they said no, which happened more often than not, I would kind of give them that horrible face and then um, proceed to inform them and educate them about why they should be paying for their porn. Um, For the people that said yes, I would get so excited I'd give them free stuff, and then I'd ask them how they pay for their porn. Do they join membership sites? Do they buy DVDs? Do they watch videos on demand? You know, what is their favorite way to get this porn? And I heard a a variety of answers and a variety of reasons. You know, people who still buy DVDs because they don't want to give their credit card number out on the internet. Or people who buy membership sites. Uh, subscriptions because they're just obsessed with one porn star and they just want to watch all of their work um and you know then there are people who are collectors they love like you know this is kind of an old school mentality but they love the box covers they Mm. love having that little piece of of history that little piece of merchandise and then there are the people who you know get the secret little flash drives filled with porn or Whatever
0: used to be the VHS boxes. Exactly.
1: Used to be VHS boxes. Now they're DVD boxes. (laughs) Um, But to me, you know, I was those people made me so happy. But it didn't take away the sting of the people who would wait in line for like two hours to meet what supposedly their favorite porn star. And they've never bought one of her DVDs or they're not a member of her website.
0: Yeah. What? And they're not even smart enough to lie about it.
1: Yeah, and they're not even smart enough to lie about it. I'm like, you're 10 feet away from this woman right now who you've just been waiting all this time to get her to sign, like, your hat. (laughs) But you've never paid money to support her career. You've never paid money to support her name or whatever. Like, that is mind-blowing to me. You claim you're a fan of this person. You pay this money to be here and meet them. But you don't actively participate. You don't actively support them through the purchase of their scenes. Yeah. That's just, I mean, how many people, and maybe it's true for the analogy that you were making about going to see a show. You go to see the show, you pay all the money to see the show, but you watch the album for free. I mean, you listen to the album for free. Yeah, That's the part that I don't understand. How those fans can really feel like fans. And I mean, maybe at the show at least, that money, that door sale, that you know, the merch that sold there—all of that's going to the band or the group or the singer or whatever, or most of it. But none of the you know adult entertainment expo money door sales are going to the performers. Yes, they're getting paid to be there by the company that they're signing for. But but but, but you not could at all least... of them are. There are some <laughs> girls who go on their own dime, put yeah. up their own booth,
0: absolutely stand
1: there for you know hours signing pictures and posters and whatever, not making a dime, putting they, out money.
0: They could at least buy something from them yeah, right there and then have would. them sign it. <laughs> Instead but of, they'd
1: rather buy a beer yeah. or they'd rather buy a coffee or a pack of cigarettes. Like, it's not even that much money. These girls are like $5 for a poster, $10 for a DVD. You know, like, they're not asking for $100 a picture. No. But somehow it's like the, where people are willing to spend their money in the world of porn is just skewed. There's no concept that they're doing something wrong. I had plenty of people who, you know, I'd, I'd be looking at them like they were crazy when they told me, oh, I watch it for free. I watch it on the, you know, on this tube site or that tube site. And I'm, I'm trying to explain to them how that doesn't work or why it's wrong, why it's unethical, why it's stolen and they're just still looking at me like, but I thought that that's where porn comes from, you know, like as if as if a porn tube, whatever, you know, some tube site is like the new Netflix creating their own porn and just putting it out. Someone even told me they thought it was licensed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and just I, like, I, I, I assume it was, was licensed. Yeah. If
1: porn to, you know, any of these tube sites wanted to license my videos and pay me to license them. You know what? I might actually say yes.
0: Yeah. That was my assumption before. Really? Yeah, I actually thought. Because when you go out to a lot of the sites, it, it's sort of, you know, it's like the, uh, you know, Bang Bus channel. So you can click on, you know, whatever. See, those ones slash. are the
1: ones that are owned by them. Yeah. And yeah. I,
0: I just assumed <laughs> that other film people like you would go to them and be like, all right, um, here, here's my content. And I get a 10th of a penny for every view. I, you know, I, I just assumed that was the way it was.
1: Well, now there are some companies I was, um, I was actually interviewing the, I guess I'll call her owner director of, um, girls way network, Brie mills. And I was asking her, her opinion on, you know, the current state of porn and paying for your porn and the tube sites and everything. And, She said something that kind of shocked me, which was that they recently started um, or they recently kind of teamed up with uh, these tube sites and that they have started to allow them a certain amount of content. um, And it is kind of a licensing situation where they get to have it. It's linked into this to their site. So, you know, any click-throughs, they get credit for it. And then they get new members um, to their website, to the actual website where the content comes from. And there are a few other companies that are not owned by um MindGeek, but that are starting to use this practice because they realize, well, if they're gonna have my content anyway, it might as well come directly from me. So at least the watermark is still there. So at least the quality is still there. So at least, you know, there's some semblance of this is actually what the content should be. Instead of, you know, having like half of it cut off to get the watermark out. But, but, or but are whatever they getting a dime? That pirates do. Are,
0: are, the, are the tube sites giving them anything for this?
1: Um, yes, there is, there is definitely a financial aspect to it where they are getting some kind of something for it. I don't know exactly what they're getting. I didn't go that far to ask her because I'm not willing to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still not on your level like that. But they're also a bigger company. They're owned by Gamma Entertainment, which is a large company. I am just me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like they can take a little bit of a hit to make money. I can't take a hit like that to make money.
0: But I, I, I understand your your logic there. But at the same time, If you could get any money from them, wouldn't that be a plus?
1: Yes, it would be.
0: I mean, I know it's not (laughs) the same. I know it's not.
1: Any money would be a plus. But you know what would be better than any money? Some actual, I don't want to say legislation, because I don't believe the government will ever help in this matter. But some self-policing would be great. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were just, I don't want your money do whatever, I'll even give you some content. If you just make it so that these people can't upload my content without at least having or faking the proper paperwork. (laughs) Because, do you know, we have to keep this paperwork basically forever. Yeah, And we also not only just have to keep it forever, it has to be readily available for audit Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, if we get notice to present our paperwork, we have to be able to snap make it happen. As an independent producer like me, I pay a place to store all my paperwork. I have a deal with them. They know and understand that if at any time, any day, these people want to see my paperwork, it's locked up there and they have to open it and they have to show them the paperwork. Not only that, but I have to go through, you know, every piece of paperwork, every signature two pieces of identification for every person that performs with me photographs of them holding their identification you know there's so much involved that i have to take responsibility for and that takes up plenty of my time that i could be making more porn with
0: so you're you're telling me it's easier to buy a gun
1: (laughs) yeah it is it is easier to buy a gun okay Absolutely, making porn is hard, and and there's a lot involved. And if uh, yeah, if it's easier to buy a gun and it's easier to post my porn for free than it is for me to post it to make money, that's messed up.
0: Yeah, and 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 I guess the better comparison is I could run a gun shop, and all I have to do is run a background check on you, and keep (laughs) the document that says you purchased this gun from me. That's it. There's only yeah. one piece of document, you know, the, the bill of sale and the background check. That's it. Just to put that in perspective for people. That's
1: mind blowing. <laughs> and we're not, and we're dealing with consenting adults. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with, you know, we're, we're just, it's just a business. We're making movies. Yeah. And I've done, I've, you know, I've acted in mainstream movies and I mean the, The paperwork I signed as an actor was not as serious as the paperwork I had to sign, you know, to be a performer in my own productions. (laughs) That's pretty sad. Yeah. I have to keep my own paperwork. And every time I shoot for my own company, I have to sign new paperwork.
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: (laughs) You'd think that by now I would know that I turned 18 many years ago and that I have the paperwork from when I turned 18. But no, we need to do it every single time I shoot just to make sure I'm still over 18, just to make sure that nothing's changed.
0: Like what What's that uh, Benjamin Button like thing where you're (laughs) exactly all of a
1: sudden, guys. Sorry, I turned 17. (laughs) I can no longer shoot. It's magic. It's a new it's a new thing they're doing in L.A. Mm -hmm. I wish. To have to do all of that, but then it's so easy for them to to do whatever they want, disseminate all this porn for free. But for me to sell it, I have to jump through so many hoops. I have to give everyone my social security number, all of my addresses, my business license, my, you know, if you're an independent contractor or if you're an employee, there are so many things you have to do. And then the government asks you what you do for a living and tries to take it all away through taxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it. I keep telling, you know, my CPA every year when the government starts taking its clothing off for me or making it easier for me to do my job, then I'll be happy about paying the taxes I pay. So as independent producer.
0: So you're you're moving. Yeah. And where where are you going? What are you doing? And are you going to continue your your pornography
1: business? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll start out with saying, yes, I'm continuing my pornography business, mm-hmm. uh, but no, it is not moving with me. Okay. So I'm keeping my business based in Nevada, mm-hmm. the great state of Nevada, um, because the United States, as messed up as the Internet is, the United States is a nice, safe place to make porn. Yeah. Um, I happen to be moving to a country called Dominica, oh. not the Dominican Republic, a mm-hmm. um, little tiny island in the Caribbean. And it's a very religious island. It's a Roman Catholic island. Uh, so...
0: They're going to love you. <laughs> is not
1: really looked upon with a you know favorable light. So no one there really knows what I do. Not that I care if they eventually find out because it won't be what I'm doing there. Um, I'm actually opening an eco-retreat. Uh, I teach scuba diving and Mm -hmm. I teach scuba instructors. So I'm going to continue teaching on the island, um, and basically creating a place for people to come and just enrich their lives through nature. Nice. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Just, I was making the joke, like, I bet they're going to love you there. Oh, yeah. My my (laughs) wife moved from Los Angeles to Kansas City, Missouri, and she has more tattoos than you do
1: and... <laughs> yes I love it and... yeah people I mean we definitely stand out when we're in Dominica you, you know little tattooed girl and my husband's a, a tall dude and we definitely stand out and but you know we've we've made friends there and we love it there but it's we were told pretty much on our first trip uh, when with the real estate agent you know i I know what you do for a living but just keep that to yourself. <laughs> And I was like, thanks. Well, wouldn't they just be happy that someone is, you know, coming and investing in their island and starting something? Do they really care where the money comes from?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But at the same time, it also goes towards, you know, people and their ideas of what, what it is that we do. And I had someone ask me the other day, what's the biggest misconception about what you do? And I'm like, well, it's probably that I do hardcore porn. Because I don't. Mm. Um, And I can be in this industry having never had sex with another person on camera, um, still making a a great living at it and loving it and creating things that people can enjoy and get off to. It doesn't necessarily mean that, again, that I'm having sex with someone else, you know, on camera for a living. All
0: right. So I'm going to give you the hardest question I'm going to give you. And you might not be. I mean, I realize that you do not have sex on camera. Um, you're, you're in sexual acts, but you're not with a man or whatever. But when people say all pornography is, is legalized prostitution. <laughs> now, my own personal belief is I don't understand why prostitution is even illegal myself. But yeah. but it, it, do you think it's a fair comparison, an unfair comparison?
1: I think it's an unfair comparison on a few different levels. I'll start out with saying that my definition of a sex worker is anyone who uses their body and or sexuality for profit or gain. Um, So this could be a phone sex worker. It could be a nude model. It could be a stripper. It could be an escort. It could be a porn performer. It could be, you know, anyone in those realms. Um, The reality is that people get off to Victoria's Secret catalogs. People get off to, you know, a tennis player playing tennis in little Lycra shorts. So the reality is that porn is whatever the viewer considers erotic material. Um, I, you know, my first website, My Doll Parts, started out as a non-nude website. It was a foot fetish site that was clothed. Um, most people, if you were to pick any individual photo out of it, would have said, oh, this is like from some weird like lifestyle catalog or something. Um, <laughs> so I I don't think that porn is always even anywhere near legalized prostitution. And then on top of that, if you ask a a hardcore performer how they feel about that statement, they would say, you know, they're going, they're showing up for a job. They have an equally professional counterpart as their scene partner. You know, I'm making a generalization because there are some sites that claim to have, you know, a guy off the street guaranteed that yeah. guy is not straight off the street. He's tested. <laughs> He's a performer, even if he looks like Joe Schmo. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that adds to the fantasy. So whatever. Uh, but these people are there to do a job when you are. I mean, I believe that prostitution should, you know, the laws about it are very arcane and a little ridiculous, but you're there with. A huge group of people who are, you know, on most cases, most sets, you have all of the crew, the cast, other people waiting to shoot other scenes, Um, and it's business. You're not just going out and pounding out uh, a scene. You're not just going out and having sex and it's done. You're being directed, even if it's a gonzo scene, you're being directed. You're, you have a mission, you have certain times, and it's choreographed. Um, it's not even the most amateur scenes. There's still the things that you don't see behind the scenes that are going on. Um, I, it's a very legitimate business, there are plenty of people in prostitution who have the same kind of very legitimate business. It's just uh, it's just different style. I just think they're a different job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, if you're if you're an escort or you're a prostitute, whatever you want to call them um, you're having sex with someone that you most likely don't know Uh, your own testing procedures are up to you. Whereas in at least the state of California, Nevada, Florida, New Hampshire, we all kind of go by the same rules and the same standards as far as testing um, for STDs and stuff to make sure that all of our performers are safe and healthy on set Um, without these things, it wouldn't be the same industry. So Because prostitution is not, you know, legal across the board, there's no set of standards like that, which Mm. is to me what makes that the health difference or the safety difference between current prostitution and making porn. If those things are not kept up on a porn set, if you're not paying everyone, if everyone's not consenting or if everyone's not, you know, happy with their scene partner or whatever, then it kind of becomes more like prostitution. Mm -hmm. It's you're out in the Wild West of you don't you know, if you don't know if they're tested or if you don't know what's going on or who you're having sex with that day, it's getting closer and closer to, in essence, prostitution on film.
0: That was a great answer, actually. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of my things is I'm like when when somebody asked me that my sort of off the cuff stupid answer was well the things you do on screen never they're good for on screen.
1: <laughs> well that is absolutely true too. You ask anyone in porn, you know, how much of what they shoot, you know, feels as great as it looks it or you know the other way around. When I shoot when I shoot hardcore lesbian porn for example, I tell the all the performers beforehand. I don't want you holding each other's hair back unless you are pulling it. I don't want you to open up to the camera, which means, you know, they have this whole cheek to thigh rule. When, when a woman's going down on another woman, you put your cheek on her thigh so that you can see the tongue. You can see the genitalia. You can see everything, but that doesn't always feel good. That that, that's not how it works. So I would rather see nothing graphic, in what I'm shooting, like from behind the camera, I would rather see, you know, the back of a girl's head between another girl's legs and know that something good is happening mm-hmm. than, than to have it, you know, all faked for camera.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I want reality, even though I do direct and even though I do choreograph my scenes, I am there to capture these people having real orgasms, having real pleasure and and really experiencing one another. I'm not there to tell you, oh, I'm sorry you're doing it wrong because I can't see it right. That's not, no. The, <laughs> doing it right is making sure that she's not faking it. That's doing it right. There's no faking it on my sets. Awesome. It's not that's, allowed. <laughs> well, that's good to
0: know. And that's that probably sets you apart from a lot of other places because it's all about the visual.
1: Absolutely. But I mean, I'm also like I said about the whole ethical porn thing, I am from like pre-production to post ethical. I find a woman that I love that I think her, her performance is great. She embodies the kind of woman that I think is powerful and awesome. And I ask her, who do you really want to get it on with? Like, who is your dream girl right now? Whether you've worked with her before or not, who do you really want? Who are you just going crazy for that you would have an insatiably good time and they tell me, they give me a list of people that they want, and then I go out and find one of them and I make it happen. It's kind of like, you know, porn star love connection, except just for awesome sex. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I like to be a little fairy magic, you know, matchmaker. Awesome. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you all mourning, but uh, is there anything else that I haven't asked you or anything else that you need to get out there and say or need even just or even just I, pimp your sites again
1: <laughs> i just want people you know if you find yourself on a tube site take a minute like to, to take in and really realize what you're about to do or what you're about to watch and think about who made that movie and maybe if you find it in you to follow the watermark on that video To where it actually came from, memberships aren't always the option. You can go out and buy videos on demand. You can download them and own them forever and ever, and watch them on repeat if you're someone who can, unlike Justin, (laughs) (laughs) And, and take part in what you love. If you like porn, even if it's just for the five minutes it takes to get off or whatever, you know, give it some appreciation, show it some appreciation, at least show some appreciation for the performers that you enjoy watching. You know, you have a job and so do they. So just think about it that way. I don't want it to take away from your enjoyment, but just, you know, appreciate everyone's job in the matter. Of course, check out my websites. Mydollparts.com is my favorite. It's my baby. But if you're into women telling you what to do, then kaylajanepov.com is definitely for you. And then you can learn plenty about me at KaylaJaneDanger.com. That's where I have my blog and I talk about everything and I give people porn etiquette tips and stuff like that. Um, I'll probably be doing a lot more of those because clearly, you know, we've touched on a bunch of things today that that people should know more about. So yeah. I, I would like to continue educating them. Hopefully it'll make the rest of my time in the porn industry uh, both profitable and more enjoyable and less stress if there's less of my content being pirated. Thank you so much. I had a great time.
0: Awesome. And thank you for setting me straight.
1: (laughs) No problem. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Have fun. Bye. Bye.